you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for clicking. I appreciate you. I love you. 10 Takes with Kyle Brantz, episode two, about week two in the NFL season. You know how this goes. I have 10 takes to share with you, and I have just 10 minutes to do it. Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland is our muse. We are diffusing a bomb on this show. You don't have time in your life for these long-ass podcasts. You can't do it. Concise, lean, mean 10 minutes. A lot of you have tweeted where you've been listening to it. Continue to do that. Tweet me where you're listening. 10-minute and extended bathroom break. We love you right now on the Porcelain Thrones. If you're listening, go ahead and take off the headphones. Disconnect Bluetooth. Play it for the stall next to you. Play it for the down-the-hall guy still at his desk. Just blast it. Why not? We're big in bathrooms. That's what I hear. 10 takes with Kyle Brandt. 10 minutes. Let's start the damn clock right now. Take number one. Micah Parsons is the best player in the NFL. He is the best player in the NFL. My God, watching that dude. There is no player right now in the league at any position who does their job better than Micah Parsons does his. What he did to the Jets, to Zach Wilson, to Nathaniel Hackett, Robert Sala, the entire state of New Jersey, was unholy. They knew what was coming from Parsons. They probably spent most of the week on offense preparing for number 11 for the Cowboys, thinking about blocking schemes, helping over there, and it did nothing. He did whatever he wanted with him, and I thought he had a scoop and score touchdown. He is the player to watch in the NFL right now. There's some great ones. Mahomes is Mahomes, and T.J. Watt did not play yesterday. He's great pass rush at three sacks week one. Micah Parsons is a terminator. It is so fun. They should do a whole deal where every time the Cowboys defense is on screen, put Micah Parsons in a little bubble on the bottom left. I just want a Parsons cam. I don't care if he's on the sideline. I don't care if he's running the locker room. In fact, put the game in the bubble and put Micah Parsons in the rest of the screen. Best player in the NFL. Take number two. You know who's not the best player in the NFL? Zach Wilson. We sat here and listened for a week, and our hearts were a little bit broken, all things being equal for the New York Jets because what they went through. And they rallied around Zach Wilson. We believe in Zach, and this is Zach's team. And we're all kind of like, all right, Robert Sala, I got you. Sure, sure. In the meanwhile, we're thinking, like, doesn't he kind of suck? But it sounds great. The sound bites are there. And we got that nice saccharin that Hard Knocks puts over every player when Leif Schreiber is talking about them and the music's played to them there in slow motion. You think, you know, maybe Zach Wilson would be a really cool story. No, he's not. He's not good. And I hate to be so harsh, but did you watch that game? The Jets were in that game. And he just started chucking picks out of every orifice of his body. Um, When someone tells you who they are, believe them. When someone tells you now for three years who they are, you better believe them. Zach Wilson is not a first-year guy. This isn't even like a Trey Lance type who we haven't seen much. We've seen it. 
We saw it a lot. The Cowboys obviously saw it, and then they won because of it. And I'm seeing people who I know and like and respect, like Peter Schrager, floating theories about how the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets. I saw Bill Simmons talking about the same thing. I don't think the Jets will do that. I think they're stubborn in their belief behind Zach Wilson. Also, I think trading for Kirk Cousins to rescue the Jets' season, I think in a strange way would ruffle feathers with Aaron Rodgers, who despite not being there, despite not being intact, kind of still runs the show and they're thinking he's coming back next year and even have delusions of him coming back this year. I honestly think he wouldn't like that. And they're committed to Rodgers and by proxy committed to Wilson. I don't think they're going to do it. Take number three, Josh Allen. What do you know? He's not the worst player in the NFL. He's not the worst quarterback. It always happens this way. I saw it coming a mile away. Every time Josh Allen has the, I'm a nine-year-old drinking jolt and mashing buttons playing Madden game, which is ironic because he's actually on the Madden cover. And people say, he just has to take care of the football. They can't win with Josh Allen. Too many mistakes, too many turnovers. He has a game like he had against the Raiders in which he did whatever he wanted. He's doing jump passes. He's doing sidearm. He's throwing late over the middle. That is who he is. What did I just say? If someone tells you who they are, believe him. He's in his sixth year. He's not suddenly going to change, sober up on the football field and start throwing the ball away. The Buffalo Bills are going to live and die, not just this year, not just this month, but the entire Josh Allen administration, hopefully another decade to come. They're going to live and die with the sword. He does what he does. He will always do it. He'll always be erratic, bold, daredevil. He's a maverick. That's who he is. And Top Gun Maverick's his favorite movie. I have it on good authority. Take number four, the New York Giants saved their season. People are reluctant to use that quote. I've seen them say, well, listen, we never know what could happen. I'm not going to say they saved their season week two by beating the Cardinals. No, they did. They definitely saved their season. Not only would you go 0-2 against allegedly the worst team in the NFL, who actually plays really tough. Look at the stats. I looked it up. Since 1990, teams that start 0-2 missed the playoffs 89% of the time. One in 10 turns the season around to make the playoffs. They weren't doing it, especially when they start the season down 60 to nothing. Daniel Jones turned into like good Josh Allen. He was awesome. I give Daniel Jones a lot of crap. I was kind of skeptical of him and all the money. He was awesome in the second half. Looked like a star. Not just a game manager, not just the guy they paid because they think they can win with them and they got the right pieces. He looked like the piece. Daniel Jones, the Giants saved their season. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Take number five. I'm not really surprised by the 0-2 teams. I was asked that this morning at Good Morning Football. Which of the 0-2 teams surprises you? There's only one. Pats, I'm not surprised. Chargers, I can't be surprised. And Brandon Staley was really frosty after the game when asked if they still think they're hungover from losing that terrible Jacksonville playoff game. Not surprised. Texans, not surprised. Not surprised the Bengals either. Not only is it two years in a row, I predicted it last week. Last year, they started 0-2 and their quarterback wasn't injured. He's injured now. The Broncos, not surprised. I can't say I'm surprised with the Vikings either. Their own line, their defense is bad. Cardinals, not surprised. I am surprised at the Bears, though. I didn't think 0-2. This all come together this year. I, the worst prediction I made so far this year, and I've probably made a bunch of bad ones, that the Bears would win the NFC North. I don't know what they're doing. It's really depressing. I mean, they've lost 12 games in a row. That makes you the worst team in the NFL, right? 12 in a row going back to last year. They're the worst team in the NFL. I don't do power rankings, but they should be 32. Take number six. The Falcons keep winning, and I love them, and I hate them. They play a really cool brand of football where they just run and play defense, and Desmond Ritter's got some moxie to him and has to make a few throws, but they're wreaking havoc on my personal life, my social life. If you don't know, if you turn on Good Morning Football, look at my social. I have this crazy, stupid, creepy mustache. I said I would grow it in solidarity with Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach, as long as they keep winning. I didn't think it would happen, guys. I thought they'd lose the opener. They didn't. I definitely thought they'd lose to the Packers. They didn't. And now I have people coming up to me like who I know in town, and they're like, whoa, what's that about? 
I'm like, yeah, it's for the Falcons. Like, what? Doesn't make any sense. They're like, are you from Atlanta? No. Did you pick the Falcons to win? No. Do you know their coach? No. It doesn't make any sense. It's awkward for me. It's uncomfortable, but I'm still going to do it. And they might beat the Lions next week. Take number seven. How much do you love Puka Nakua? How much do you love Puka Nakua? I had a moment in fantasy this week where I benched DJ Moore for Puka Nakua. DJ Moore was traded for the number one overall pick in the draft. (laughs) That's a big bounty for DJ Moore. And I sat his butt down in fantasy for Puka Nakua. And what did Puka Nakua of the LA Rams do? He had 15 bleeping catches on 20 targets. 20! Jamar Chase can't get anything done. Justin Jefferson has seen stats that feel like empty calories, but Puka Nakua with 20 targets. Matthew Stafford's been in this league, I feel like, since the 90s. He loves Puka Nakua. It is so fun. And I'm going to keep starting him. I would bench anybody for Puka Nakua. I would sit down in his prime Randy Moss for Puka Nakua. I will start him from my cold, dead hands Will you take Puka Nakua from me. And fantasy, it's not going to happen. Take number eight. Speaking of fantasy, I'm not going to make my own team because everybody hates that. Is there a worse loss in fantasy than when you lose because of the other team's kicker? God, do I hate that. It's okay if the other team's got a Mahomes type or Jefferson or an Austin Eckler type who just puts up big numbers. You expect that. Damn. You know, uh, Austin Eckler put up 36 points last year and that week, and that just killed me. But when you have the lead and you get that sneaky game where your team that you're playing against, the kicker has four field goals and three of them are from 50 plus. It's like, you know what? The kicker just put up 22 points. That's not fair. I lost because of Nick Folk this weekend. Nick Folk, F-O-L-K, the folk hero, the Titans kicker. I swear he had 36 field goals and he had 50 the week before. So annoying. The Titans win, though. Titans never go away. They're just bobbing out there at sea. You can't dunk them underwater. They win. Nick Folk, got to respect you, but I hate you. All right, take number nine. I had a terrible dining experience over the weekend. I went to a nice Italian restaurant with my wife and two friends, and I ordered a steak, and the steak came out really great. I was just in the mood for a steak. And on the side of the plate, I didn't know what the side item was going to be. It was probably six pounds of cauliflower. Six pounds of steamed, disgusting cauliflower. And it made me say, who back in the kitchen's like, you know what we should really treat our customers to? How about a whole mess of cauliflower on the plate? Is there anyone out there, I'm talking to you, who not just tolerates cauliflower, who not just abides it, who has their fist in the air for team cauliflower is something they love to eat. They want their family to eat. And they're like, I just can't get enough cauliflower in my life. I love this stuff. In my experience, most of the time you run across cauliflowers, you go to somebody's house and they go to Costco and that little veggie tray where you peel the plastic off it. And there's the ranch in the middle and there's the carrots and the tomatoes and the bean sprouts and the cauliflower. And if you show up late to that party, the cauliflower is the only thing left. Everyone else is picked over because nobody likes cauliflower. Is there a big cauliflower, a powerful union behind it that keeps putting it on our plates? I didn't touch one ounce of the cauliflower, and I hope they brought my plate back to show the chef. Maybe we should dial down our cauliflower. I only have 30 seconds left. My favorite moment of the weekend, referee Alex Kemp rolled the tape. Intentional grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. That's right. He's standing there trying to talk to America and he's got Geno Smith barking at him to argue. It had all these pangs of like, you're trying to have an important phone call and your kid's like, daddy, can you type in the password on my Kindle? I want to play Roblox. And you're like, I'm on the phone. I'm talking to work. Except his work was I'm talking to America. Alex Kemp, my favorite referee. And that is 10 minutes. Boom. 
how we do it. I haven't taken a breath. I held my nose even when we were talking about cauliflower. That is it. It is over. 10 takes, 10 minutes. We promise it every single time. We love you people. Not an ounce of fat on that sucker because this podcast is cauliflower fed. See you next week. 10 takes with Kyle Brand. Hope you liked it. Tweet the show. Tell your friends. Follow, like, review, all that stuff. See you guys. Ten Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like, it'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.